Okay. Okay. After show. Um, uh, all right. So, so I had a few things. Yeah, I, I had too. A, I, I still had got a, more. You go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, Joe Biden giving a speech at uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the hundredth anniversary of the massacre that happened over there. So Tulsa, Oklahoma was known as the Black Wall Street at one time. A lot of people don't don't realize that, but uh, back in 1921, there was a very prominent. Uh, black population in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that uh, had really figured out business and uh, were doing very well. They were very uh, forward-thinking professionals. I just, I just heard about this or read about it or something just several days ago. Where did you? Well, it was the 100th anniversary of oh. it, uh, oh. it just the other day. Um, it's a, it's 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 quite a thing. And uh, this is this was, uh, like I said, Black Wall Street. And what happened was there was a, a crazy event happened there, where uh, a massacre of many of the black leaders in that in that town were uh, killed over a, a two day period of time. And it was it's a terrible thing. Well, Joe Biden was there this week to commemorate that whole thing. But in the speech, he talked about black people. And he said that black people had just as good ideas as white people did. And yeah. the problem was they just don't have lawyers, they don't have accountants, they don't have access to them because they don't have money. And they don't but under my administration, they're going to get the loans to get that. And um, I found that to be extremely condescending. I was going to say the same word. And yes. um, like, first off, my grandfather was a federal district attorney. Um, and but the, the, the problem is, is that you're standing in the place where this massacre happened 100 years ago. And it was Black Wall Street. Mm. Now, in order to have Black Wall Street, you got to have black accountants and you got to have black lawyers. <laughs> and so if we could have black accountants and black lawyers a hundred years ago during some pretty bad, you know, like racism back then compared to now, no comparison. Oh, to say the least. Um, it's coming back though. Well, you know, if, if they have it their way, it seems like that's what they want. But I mean, but this whole, uh, in, in that same speech, Joe Biden said that the greatest threat to America today is not ISIS and it's not Al Qaeda, it's white supremacy. And um, <clears throat> I, okay, so here he is again, Tulsa, Oklahoma com commemorating this. So it sounds like he's speaking to black people here. Um, Okay, ISIS has been debunked. I mean, they're done. They're, mm. they're, they're not even a group. Al-Qaeda, what, what are they doing? Have you heard of Al-Qaeda at all? So the, but the greater threat is white supremacy. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get where he's coming from on this. Um, what, what do you name his it? strings? So white supremacists are, are terrorists like Al Qaeda. I mean, we saw what what uh, ISIS was doing. They were lining people up and 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 chopping, sawing people's heads off yeah. on on video. Yeah. And so white supremacy here in the United States is worse than that. I mean, that's a big, big lie right there mm -hmm. that you're telling to people. To, and, and what is that going to do? Like, if you're a black person and you're hearing that, 
How is that going to make you uh, an emboldened citizen, a patriot of the country? I mean, you're just going to be like mad at the country and angry. And I just think it's a, a terrible, terrible thing to to do to, to a people. Is, this ahead. is the result. This is the latest headline from the Daily Mail. Uh, Floyd Square riot. Uh, th their ads are just so annoying. But um, picture an armed black man, 32, with long rap sheet, including 20 arrests, who was wanted for violating probation for aggravated robbery before he was shot dead by Minneapolis cops, sparking a night of protest at dismantled George Floyd Square. So I, this is this is just it. So I, if you if you prosecute shoot or in any any way i mean this is a guy with a rap sheet including 20 arrests violating probation um i'm sure he was resisting arrest and and here we are again burning down the town and this so what you're talking about that's that's what you get merle that's yeah that is get. what you get i mean and here's the thing is that these are the same people running the government that are letting people out of jails right now. They're emptying out the jails who are violent criminals. They're on the streets right now. And, um, and, and, and our president has the nerve to say that our, our biggest threat is white supremacy all year. We have seen riots happening in Portland, all across in, in Chicago and New York, all the major cities. Um, I, I, I mean, I really didn't see anybody carrying around any KKK anything or uh, or burning any crosses. They all seem to be associated with either Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Right. And so uh, to say that that that's what's happening is uh, is is quite a thing. And I I think it uh, it 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 makes things a lot more dangerous when you take a look at it. So, so this is what I wanted to go to Barry uh, in the last hour was this, uh, this, these statistics that are out today uh, that are talking about the crime here in the, uh, in, 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 in Los Angeles. So our district attorney has actually let all of these criminals out of jail. They're roaming the streets now. Wow. Uh, the rapists, murderers, uh, child abusers, meth heads, uh, all of them back out on the street. And um, surprise, uh, between last year and this year, um, our homicides have gone up 95 percent. 95 wow. double uh okay last year it was up 30 percent, and now this year already it was it was huge last year now that's up almost double uh grand theft auto up 40 percent rape up uh almost eight percent aggravated assault up 12 13 percent arson up 22 percent um, this is what happens when is, you run when you just gonna, i'm sorry you're not going to catch that on mainstream media that's why this continues and that's right back that's to what the, we're saying that's the, the crime we and thank god that mainstream media the ratings continue to plummet and <laughs> seriously uh, I, they, I think I, that's fun i get most of my news well like i always say i look at google news and i scan all these different areas yeah, but boy podcasts with credible people when um when something happens worldwide like uh like a coronavirus, I'm not getting my news from MSNBC or even Fox. Uh, I'm not. I'm getting it from directly from um, biologists and and off a of podcast that where people are 
talking amongst their peers and then giving you the information, not being filtered through some reporter who has written talking points. Right. You know, reporters can't even do their own job anymore. Oh, I know. They have to do what they're told to do now. Mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, we're seeing you brought that up uh, several episodes ago uh, about and I think it was those two that you yeah. like to watch. Uh, Chris, we're saying Crystal that and Sagar. Yeah. Yeah, what were they saying that they were? They both, okay, she's from MSNBC. He was an occasional commentator on Fox, okay, right and left. And they both said that they would be issued their talking points at the beginning of every day, just like everyone else. And if you stick there, you're told, you, it is well known, if you stick to the script, you will have a, a fine career. Because even when you're wrong, they'll have your back. But if you, mm. if you don't want to, if you want to go rogue on your own, it's not going to work out. That's why they went out on their own. And I love that show. It's called Rising. It's on the hill. And it's Crystal Ball and Sagart uh, Emirate. I think that's his <laughs> last name. But I, I catch, I subscribe to that and I watch them all the time. And they expose a lot. They are the investigative reporters that you always you know, had as a little kid. Kind yeah, of. yeah. They, they, they do the their homework. 60 minutes, the way they used to do it. That's yeah. pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, so speaking of uh, the ratings falling off, uh, CNN, uh, it says here that the ratings crash. CNN falls out of cable's top five networks in prime time. Wow. Um, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And it just goes back to the fact that People, when, once they realize they're being lied to, just like I talked about oh. the doctor, once you realize that you're not getting the truth anymore, you're not going to watch. And these guys, these guys are the worst. Um, I, I just, they have an agenda, a, a, a big agenda, but you're right. It's not just CNN. Fox News is in it as well. They're all in. They're, they're all, all in. in. And it's, it's a disgusting thing. Although, although Fox News did top out the prime time, uh, but but what we're seeing right they're now, they're not as they're really not as bad. Um, although the only thing I really watch is the five, um, yeah, because it's more balanced. You know, Juan Williams retired. He's retired retiring. From it's that. too. I was bummed out to hear that he was retiring. I, I uh, a lot of people uh, would say, God, I'm so glad he's leaving, yeah, but not yeah. me. I think I, I first off, I think dude. he had a pretty tough job. Uh, well, to come he, in there every day and, and hold that line against uh, four other people. That he, <laughs> he clearly, though, had his talking points. He I, did. I, I swear to God, I said this all the time is I don't believe that he believed half of what he was saying, but he, that I, was his job. I wonder, I wonder, like, well, like I've always said, he's the guy I would love to, if he lived in the neighborhood, I'd definitely be talking to him at the mailbox, you know, like he <laughs> sure. seems like a real good guy and, and a guy that just like you and I, we have our differences, but we can debate those differences. And at the end, we're laughing, by the way, I got some really great uh, feedback on the show from our, our friend, Megan, that's been a fan oh, yeah. this whole time. And mm -hmm. she talked about the fact that how we can kind of banter back and forth with different opinions and just going at it. And then a few seconds later, we're laughing. I know. I <laughs> know. That's like a great thing that we have going on here. And if we did, people love that, Barry. If we didn't disagree, our conversations would be so boring. I mean, they would be. I mean, even our private conversations. Yes. We, 
they're that's pretty much fun. the same. It is the yeah. same. That's the fun of it. Uh, it is. It is. Hey, so Barry, uh, here we are, second month in a row. The jobs report came out this morning, and it was a big miss. Uh, a big we, yeah, miss. Big big miss. Um, we uh, job misses estimates with uh, 559 jobs, but they were looking at getting about double that. That's what the estimate was in the unemployment rates. Um, uh, they went to 5.8%. So more people unemployed. They're saying that it's at the lowest level. Unemployment is at the highest level. Sorry, not the lowest level, the highest level since the pandemic started. I'll comment on that in a second. You see my bike? As uh, no, I was looking at my notes uh, as Joe Biden um, is at this very moment uh, addressing this problem. As you remember, oh, my God, that's beautiful. Hold on a second. <laughs> remember, this problem um, started last month as well. This trend where we were we ended up with we we're supposed to get a million jobs. We got a quarter of a million jobs. Unemployment uh, went up again. So two months in a row. And I just have to say, you look at these policies and there's a net outcome to the policies. And, it's and obvious. This is it. This is it. We are. It's obvious. Yeah. Well, is it? I hope it is because <laughs> it seems like I mean, I have people that think everything's going hunky dory right now, but all of the indicators of hunky dory aren't there. So I don't I don't oh. get it. I don't get it. But uh, well, but remember, happening. last week we talked about 20, 23 states now have rejected Joe Biden's three hundred dollar um, additional what do you call unemployment benefit? Yeah. Yep. So exactly. I mean, it's keeping people course, out of work. Yep. Of course it is. We all know that you, you go to restaurants and they have help wanted signs everywhere and uh, they complain do. that they can't bring anybody back. Uh, my dentist having a hard time finding a hygienist because they make so much money. That's at crazy. Home. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. All right. Here's another one is we had a cyber attack this week at the oh, largest. Yeah. Uh, um, food distribu beef distributor yeah. it, it was specifically it's beef mm. and um, I was I've been talking about my concern on several episodes we've talked about this my concern about the attack on red meat mm. um, it seems to me that there's a, a a lot of indicators are that red meat is under attack right now and uh, the first one that scared me was bill gates when he came out and talked about the yeah. fact that we it's not sustainable we need to uh, eliminate red meat we need to jack up the prices of red meat so people can't afford it and therefore they'll they'll go for this synthetic red meat which you know doesn't taste exactly like red meat but they'll get used to it and i was like dude i think like i burnt my I love cheeseburgers. Okay. Like I know I can't eat a cheeseburger every day or I'll yeah. blow up like a blimp, but yeah. I gotta have it. I gotta yeah. have it at least once a week. Otherwise I will be a raving mad person. I'll bite you. Okay. Don't take my meat What's away. I, 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 that, Is it Denny's? Uh, uh, no, it's not. Unfortunately, Denny's doesn't make a great cheeseburger. Oh. Uh, that's their only that's their only uh, it's not a bad cheeseburger. It's just not a great cheeseburger. I, there's a place down the street uh, called The Habit. I think it's local here mm. in, in California that I love. I love those burgers. I, I'm in the habit of having <laughs> that burger. It's funny. I got two burger places here. One's called the habit and the other one's called hook burger so i mean you're hooked on this burger you got a habit on that burger i mean this is there's probably some kind of uh thing they're violating with their 
not so subliminal messages there, uh -huh. but I, I love uh -huh. those. Those are great burgers. So, and there's a this hook burger. We just you can eat outside on their little porch, and you can and they serve uh, uh, IPAs there as well. Oh, nice. So you just sit out there and have a burger and a go beer. with a burger that well though. Uh, the one the one I had went pretty pretty good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was delicious it, just the other day. And you know how now that it's still for me a treat to just be able to go out to eat. That, that's yeah. after the draconian closures yeah. and everything, just so nice to be able to do that. And oh, I uh, you were showing your bike, by the way, beautiful. Oh, um, this past uh, Memorial Day, Anne Marie and I went on a bike ride and we stopped at this little pizza place and uh had had pizza and had a couple beers uh, uh it was it was so nice to be able to do that and it's just so fun yeah. you know, biking getting lunch and having a beer yeah. and then coming back i have to say that it was a little hot and coming back after having those couple of beers was, we had to stop a few times really <laughs> just, oh, i'm so tired um, i like i like getting that little buzz and then going and probably i'm going to do that this afternoon uh, I like it too. It's fun. Go to uh, East 55th Street Marina, probably yeah. meet Irby there, have a few beers, have, uh, and they have great food. Um, and, but I love the ride back. And, and I, it's like I do all too. uphill, you know? Yeah. Got, this is how it was for us, too. It was all uphill. Not like your fun. hill, though. Yeah. It's, because you got that big hill. Oh, you don't have, I would think that you guys would have a monstrous. Not where we rode, no, not, okay. not where we rode. It was a, It was just, it was like an incline all the way back home, but it wasn't like That's that. That's fun. Big, uh, I mean, at least, you know, when you get a really nice bike, it's like you need to do a hill or so because otherwise you're not going to get any exercise whatsoever. They, Those are where it's at, them. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my whole thing is you pedal the hill, and the payoff is that downhill part, man. Like it's so oh, yeah. worth it to pedal up a yeah. giant hill so that you can go like 90 on the way yeah. down. I was just talking about the uh, MS-150 ride that I did twice in Colorado, yeah. uh, where we rode up to Estes Park, which is, so you leave Boulder and you go up to Estes Park, it's 5,000 feet. So it takes you like all day to get up there. But then coming back, it's like a marathon of coming down these huge mountains. I got oh, my God. bike, my mountain bike, I rode one time. I got that up to 49.9 miles per hour coming That's down that, that hill. Well, it thank God it was, scary. but thank God it's a mountain bike because you have less chance that like you yeah. hit that little, uh, right. a little sand patch or something and your wheel goes out from underneath. People were, I mean, people were surprised that I took my mountain bike on that ride because they all had road bikes, but I, the next time I rode it on a road bike and that man, that was a lot scarier going down with those, yes. little, like you're saying, those yes. little tires. I mean, it just one little pebble and you're mm -hmm. going to be. You, I mean, what they won't even be able to recognize you. Yeah, no, you for will. Sure. You'll be road rash. Yeah, for sure. The first yeah. thing I did with my new bike is um, I, I immediately went down a little Italy. I went down yeah. the hill in the little the big hill. Yeah, it was fun. But I because I then go down random, the, the road random that then leads to Edge Hill, the other side of Little Italy to go up back into the heights. Right. Because right. that's that's the safest it, there's a lot of ways to get into the heights that's my favorite way because it feels the safest and it's well right paved. yeah uh, yeah but i wanted to see compared to my Jameis, how I, I know that hill i take that hill all the time yeah how was it it was nice man i can tell by the look <laughs> on your face it's like you need a cigarette <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that's that's. Let's another... see that bike again. Throw that up there, man. Yeah. That that was that's it's a thing a of beauty right bike. there. And it, and this was uh, they had to order this right because it's for your size, right? Uh, no, this is just pure coincidence because oh. the the entire store was filled. It's a big store yeah. with only electric bikes. They had an order. He he's like showing me on his clipboard. We just got all these Cirruses in. They're yeah. all gone. Uh, we just got all of these other ones in. They're gone. He says, "Wait a minute." Except because I was looking for a Cirrus 2. He goes, except for this extra large Cirrus 3. The only hybrid extra in the large, whole store nice. was exactly what I wanted. And well, it's a it's a higher end than I actually was looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So but at the end of the day, I'm never going to regret that. Um, well, it's a beautiful bike. I like the colors. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely am enthralled with it. I, I still love my Jameis, too, though. I'm just glad I got a backup bike finally. It's you know? nice having two bikes. You know, uh, yeah. it's funny when you open up my garage, people always laugh because I've got I've. it's like wheels. It's just wheels everywhere, man. Uh, I got I got two motorcycles. I've got uh, uh, bicycles hanging on the side of the I got two, three here, two here. I got another one over there and then I got my, my car in there. And uh, I mean, I can't get enough of this. Um, Anne Marie's got a two bikes, you know, and they, we, you can't just have one bike. You nah. need a fleet of bikes. <laughs> I would like to have a mountain bike, too. But to tell you the truth, I would rarely ride that. A mountain bike, yeah. a yeah. hybrid is absolutely for me. I love these bikes. Hybrids but are great. I got to figure out our garage is so tight. I have to figure out how to suspend it on the cedar, uh, cedar, a uh, cinder block wall. Okay, brick wall. So oh, I yeah. need to, yeah, I need to get some stuff that I need to drill into the the brick and suspend it because my other bike. Uh, my Jameis is always hung from, uh, how, do, how do I explain it? And why do I want need feel the need to explain it? But it, it hangs from a wooden rafter kind of above both of our cars. I and, gotcha. Yeah. So I got to figure out a whole new way to hang my, my new bike. Yeah. You know, once you get that done and you got yeah. that efficiency gun, it's pretty cool actually. Well, so. it's really nice if you can, because I can put it for in the meantime, I could put one of my bikes in the basement in the house mm -hmm. in the basement. Mm -hmm. What a drag trying Taking to get it out of there. Yep. Up and down those stairs and the, you know, not hitting anything. Oh, what a drag. No, you're right. When I get this all figured out and I can easily grab whichever bike I want It's like, by the way, the little Italy feast is back on this year. Ooh, nice. Okay. Oh, isn't it? So I'll be writing my Jameis down there because, you know, it. I, yeah. I lock it up because it's the less valuable one now. Yes. yes. Uh, so, so I got to lock it up and I always worry about it every year. It's like I come back from doing uh, eating food and drinking a couple of beers like, whew, my bike's there. You know, it's locked. I lock it up to. Have, have you ever had your bicycle stolen? No, no. Have you ever had a bike stolen now? I've had. No. Uh, let's see. One, two, <laughs> three, oh, four. I've really? had four bicycles stolen from one right out of my hands. What? Um, I, but one of my first bicycles got stolen right out of my hands. This is the worst thing. I was, I, I got it for my birthday. By the way, my birthday is on Monday, so I'll be oh, 55. Um, congratulations. So, it's in my calendar. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the crowd. Yeah. So 
so here it is, you know, so my birthday, summertime, the kickoff of every summer, and my parents would sometimes get me a bicycle for my birthday. Oh, that's and that was like the greatest gift ever. I, it, it, it's the, it's just, uh, I, that, that's part of my love of bicycles is it just reminds me of summertime and my mm -hmm. birthday. I love the smell yeah. of a new bike and everything. Oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing, you know? So I get this bike from Sears. It's a beautiful brand new bike. And I, I How ride old it down. are you here? I'm probably, let's see. So I, I couldn't have been more than seven. Oh, so I, I, oh. I think I was seven years old. Okay. I think it was my seventh birthday actually. And I, I rode down to the corner and uh, there's a park over there. Uh, Cumberland Park. That's exactly where I was, right down the street from sure, your house. Sure. And uh, there was a kid there. I'd never seen him before, but he was older than me. And he says, "Hey, that's a nice bike you got there." And I was, I felt so good, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it is a nice bike. He goes, "Can, can, can let's see," you know. I mean, he was looking at it and everything, and he was complimenting me and all. And then he asked me if he could ride it. Is he and like was, ten or eleven? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was several yeah. years older than Cumberland me. Park is a great place to get a bike stolen. Yeah, and I yeah. said uh, I I didn't think my mom would like that, and he begged me, and he said he was only ride it down to the to the fire hydrant, and I finally capitulated, and he got on the bike and he rode down to the fire hydrant, and he kept on going. <laughs> yeah, and I thought maybe he didn't see that fire hydrant. <laughs> he must have been talking about the next fire hydrant. And he went down to that fire hydrant, and he kept going. Oh. I thought that's weird. Maybe he's going on, but by the time he passed the third fire hydrant, uh, it dawned on me what had just happened. Like I was so young that just of the, course, the, yeah, you wouldn't think something you like had that to happened. Immediately start crying at that. I did. I oh, started sure. crying like, oh, I was just cry oh, I can still feel that feeling inside of my. I wonder if that fear. dude's in prison today. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I didn't. Man, I don't hope. Well, I hope that he got in trouble for that. At least I just remember going home feeling like I my parents were going to be mad at me. Sure. Uh, because I this sure. brand new bike they bought for me. I just let some kid take it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember having to tell my parents I was so humiliated. And my parents were so like they were angry at this person and mm -hmm. they, they weren't mad at me or anything oh, like that. That's good. Oh, okay. So I had that. And then I had another one stolen right out of my garage in Cleveland Heights. Our um, neighbor across the up. street did. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up the next morning. I looked in the garage. It was gone. Mm. Uh, and then uh, and then when I, as an adult, I had uh, three bicycles stolen right out of my garage. When I was at work, Tracy opened up the garage door for something and went back inside. And I remember when I came home, the garage door was open and I noticed immediately, where's of my course. bike? Yeah. And then, uh, but I had two other bikes that were there that were stolen. And I saw the bicycle tracks in my front yard, cutting catty corner through, they rode through my front yard to get out of there. And man, I remember Barry. I I was I was messed up from that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like, then it was my mountain bike, my my first mountain bike. I yeah. loved. I'd been everywhere with that bike. Loved that bike, and I hunted for that bicycle. I didn't care about the other two. The, the <laughs> I hunted thing for that is, bicycle every day after work. Never found it. The thing is, is that there's so little that would be done to these people if they're caught. First of all, yeah. like if you had, if you beat the hell out of them, you probably you're going would, to jail. Right. If you shot them, you're going to jail. Um, it's a no win situation. If you there's, them. yeah, if you took a picture of them and they found them and you press charges, what are they going to get? Maybe probation? You know? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. 
Yeah, you, there's it's a no. It'll cost you way more than your bicycle's worth to even exactly. go after that. It's it's pretty crazy. I remember so you one had time, to protect yourself. Is the point? That, that's right. That's exactly right. I don't let I, it uh, happen. Yeah. I had a my my uh, iPad stolen from me one time. Uh, actually, wow. it wasn't stolen. Let's put it this way. I left it someplace and then it, somebody lifted it. And so it was all my fault. But anyway, yeah. I ended up getting a call one day from this guy. Hey, you Merle Garrison. Yeah, I got your iPad over here. I'm like, what? You got my iPad? How'd you get that? Well, I found it over here. No, someone he told me someone sold it to him. And I had one of those things where it, it, if lost, call this number. And uh, so he calls me up and uh, he says uh, he told me he bought it for 75 bucks, but and it doesn't work. And he wanted my passcode so it could work again. What? And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I, that's what I said. <laughs> Are you? You want me to give? No, I want you to tell me where you are so I can come and pick that up because it's mine. No, it ain't. It's mine. I bought it. <laughs> and then, then apparently he could access my pictures. So he starts telling me, uh, I see you got some kids there that look pretty good. Don't you? I'll tell you what. what? You want to get this back? I'll sell it to you for a hundred dollars. You know, it was like this extort. You're gonna extort money what did out you of do? me. So I uh, went to the police because, okay, I have the find my iPad on my phone. Uh -huh. So I knew exactly where this guy was. Oh, I wow. had his address and everything. I actually rode my bicycle. You, pa you didn't past tell his him house. that though, right? No, no, no. Good, I didn't tell him good. this, but I knew exactly where he was. And it was right on this little bike route that I would go on. So before I went to the police, I actually was riding past the house coincidentally yeah and i see it, the house was all run down and everything it looked it looked terrible and i remember deciding that that guy had a lot less to lose than i did so don't mess with that so yes. i just went to the police yes and um they were like well there's nothing we can do you gotta be kidding like, me that's what I said. And uh, they said, well, we didn't see it being stolen. So there's really, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. And I'm like, <laughs> but and you so could prove they, it's yours, though. Yeah, I could prove it was mine. But still, they, there's very little they can do about this. So what they ended up doing was they they because I had the guy's number. Uh, the officer called the person. Of course, he didn't answer the phone, but they, the officer left a pretty threatening voicemail for the person. Wow. Um, but uh, but that then after it was a woman, and after she got off the phone, she was like, "Well, I did my best." And I'm like, "Well, that's about as much as I could ask." But I never saw my iPad after that, and never nothing ever oh, happened. So that was the end of that. that but that's sucks. it. Like you said, you got to just. Protect your stuff because the law mm -hmm. is pretty lax. If they don't see it happen, then there's a lot. There's not a lot you can do. Yeah, I, that's so disappointing, and that's why we have so much petty crime too. Did you see who was that? Some actress from. She was in that show, Sex in the City. Uh, she's mm -hmm. in or telling uh, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, I guess I never watched the show, but she's telling the one that her, ran for governor in New York. Yeah, that uh, we shouldn't have sh shoplifting laws or prosecute that them. That is, and even her picture is. Yeah, you do look that dumb. Um, and uh, sorry. Can she's you imagine being a a, a a store owner and you know you're no. making forty thousand a year or whatever, working your ass off in that little store, and and you're getting robbed like every day and yeah. she wants to make it 10 times worse 
Well, and she wanted to be the governor of New York, and that's her ideology yeah. is that yeah. shoplifting, we should let people, in this time, we shouldn't, this is what she said, we shouldn't put things behind glass cases um, when in this time of shortages so that people can't steal it. They need this stuff. And it's like, well, um, you know, people well, in New York would vote for her, though. You know, well, like they, other... they didn't. They they voted for Cuomo. So I don't, I don't know which is worse. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, right. uh, but, right. I mean, you know, Barry, when you really look at that whole thing that she's saying, you know, the store owner, they purchase that inventory. They own that inventory. So that's your that becomes their property. Right. So, so as a governor, um, what you're saying is that property rights are there's no property rights. So mm. what? What's to stop somebody from coming into your house and taking some stuff that they I, I need? It's the same thing with rental property. And through all of this COVID stuff, it's like, well, they don't have to pay rent for all this time. Well, what about the person that owns that property? You're assuming they're rich. And yeah, it, yeah. It's, and that's ridiculous. That, that's they're that's assuming so these sto store owners are rich. And that's right. It's, this is frivolous or it's a tax write off. It's kind of like in the Seinfeld episode where uh, Kramer was just like, oh, just write it off, Jerry. Write it off. You don't <laughs> that's know what, what they a do. Tax... They write it off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what a tax write off is, do you? <laughs> no. But neither do you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. It's but amazing this kind of how... goes back to what you were saying about uh, the Jordan Peter in interview with the woman. Peterson, from, <laughs> Peterson uh, yeah. with the woman from North Korea and how yeah. you don't have property rights. You can't right. own anything. And, and, and this is it. It's it. This is it. And, and the enemies were the people that own something. And you were talking about that as North Korea, but in every communist country uh, in, in Russia, that's the same thing happened. They had a, a word for the, the landowners. I can't remember what it is now, but it was sort of like uh, uh, the same as uh, 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 deplorables. It was that mm -hmm. same kind of word, yeah, and and so they 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 purged those people. And yeah, purge is a yes. real nice word for murder. Uh, yes. So they 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 murdered the landowners and they took their land. Um, so then, this is the kind of dude, thing that we're we're not there, but that's the kind of the philosophy that these people are embracing that's, and that's uh from the marxist philosophy because then they gave it to the yes. commoners they gave those farms to the commoners forced them to farm they were not good at it uh and and, and they then, they starved to death and they starved them they're growing the food and have to turn it all over and starve and cannibalism became a thing again too yes. it's it's yes. just yeah. horrible. it happens in every communist country barry yes. every yes. single one it happened in russia yes. it happened in china it happened in cuba it's yes. happening in venezuela right now yeah. uh we we look at this and say well how can so many people here in our country be fooled by that ideology? Same way they get sense. the same way they get fooled every time, though. They infiltrate the, the school systems, start telling people about the inequalities and how we're going to fix everything and make it equitable for everyone. And equitable that's where it starts equitable. It's a not, red flag. Yes, when you hear instead of equality, you mm -hmm. hear equity. That's a red flag right there. Yeah. You don't want equity. You want equality. That's a fact. Equal opportunity, not equal outcomes. Equal Correct. outcomes is rigged, and right. you will never win that that at all. Uh, hey, I know we got to wrap up equal pretty soon. Equal um, outcomes means someone's getting oppressed. 
you know that's exactly right every mm-hmm. single time and it's yes. usually uh you <laughs> right right, right. Um, you got sorry, to be well, in this special elite class here i i just wanted to wrap up by saying mm-hmm. I've, I've been reading josh howley's new book you mentioned uh, him last week i think oh and, i think jordan peterson mentioned him but boy, go ahead i got a highly right i'm i'm about 30 percent into this book yeah. what an educational book on uh our history yeah. when it comes to corporate america and why our stood against monopolies uh, and even corporations in general, and then how our country changed right around the Wilson administration in the 19-teens. We've talked about this, you and I before, Barry, about how uh, the income tax, uh, the IRS was invented at that time. Uh, Also, the changes to uh, the Senate and how the Senate was elected. Mm -hmm. Um, And this book, uh, Josh Howley elaborates even more on how this whole mentality, this whole organ, this hierarchical uh, mentality of labor at the bottom and the elites at Mm -hmm. the top is actually setting up an aristocracy here in this country where Mm. these very few determine everything that happens in your life. And boy, are we ever seeing that Mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. What, um, uh, the Jeff Bezos, uh, the owner of uh, mm-hmm. Washington Post and Amazon, uh, is going to buy Universal Studios. Is that uh, right? That's out there. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine the type of power of influence that wow. one person would have. Uh, with, with Now you've got this whole uh, movie kind of thing that you can beam your ideology in. I mean, this is the kind of thing that's happening right now. And it's... Uh, <laughs> it's it's mind-blowing actually well what's interesting about that philosophically is what do you do like of course we have monopoly laws for a very good reason even though we're not exercising them with a google or a facebook um but with a jeff bezos now amazon same thing like amazon i think we mentioned before to me is like the best and worst thing in the world all at the same time because they revolutionize the buying experience i purchase everything on amazon we get packages delivered at least one package every day from amazon and i love them it's it's a fantastic uh shopping experience even i understand but they are too powerful. They own too. Well, that's much. the problem, right? And but they it's own not so that many they, different things. I mean, Bezos. That's my. This is my question. So Bezos is buying up so much. He's got so much power, but you can't break him up as a monopoly because he just owns a bunch of different big things. Yeah, and so the the problem isn't so. It, it, yes, they they have a run on the market. They can determine whatever price they want because they've eliminated the competition. Uh, that's that's the scary thing that they could do. But the, what's really more scary is that with these billionaires and their influence, they're able to basically govern what they've done. And what Josh Hawley is showing is how the corporatists and the government have merged together. And when you put those two things together, uh, they then run everything. Well, they and do how via that's lobbyists. a setup. Yeah. And how that's a setup for, for big tech and how big tech has sure. pretty much taken over and is dictating our future, is dictating uh, how uh, how our lives are going to run. You're right, with lobbyists, uh, with their money, uh, mm-hmm. they're able to do that. Uh, but, but 
that's exactly what our founders were trying to prohibit from happening. I know. So when Teddy Roosevelt came around at the turn of the century, uh, his huge thing was being a trust buster. And, um, and, and that's what he set out to do was to break up these large monopolies. He failed. That's what, mm -hmm. uh, that's what uh, Howley is showing is how he failed. And this whole, it's a very interesting read and you can see how these yeah. people have the power now, but he, he's going to go into how to correct the problem. That's really the, wait. the thesis of the book. Yeah, I can't how far, how far along are you on that book? I'm about 25% into the book right now, maybe 30%. But okay. it's one of those reads where every page has something that you want to ponder and think through because wow. uh, and he's, he's a great writer too. And uh, I'm just very pleased that we have somebody like that in our government. You know, he was the attorney general in Missouri who took uh, Facebook and Google he, he, to task on antitrust violations and, um, and which they're clearly violating our, our antitrust laws. Oh, yeah. And um, and then he took that into the Senate when he was elected in 2019 and introduced a bill to limit these these companies. We'll see how that goes, but more to come on that. Okay, that's really interesting. I can't wait to hear uh, the, the second half of that. I really me can't too. wait. You me made too. me think of um, something rather trivial, but uh, speaking of other great minds, Trey Gowdy, is getting this show on Fox. And oh, he is. He just announced it the other day on the five, which I don't watch the five much anymore, but just, I don't know, it, the arguing and stuff like that, it's kind of gotten to me. But um, he was on there and he announced that and he's like, nobody's more surprised than me. He goes, I can't <laughs> believe they asked. <laughs> and uh, I'm not surprised at all. He's I guess. Great. I, well, I certainly agree with you. And he said that uh, he's going to have some really uh, important guests on and we're going to listen to them. He, I forget how he said it, but instead of him doing all the talking, yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to interview guests and he's going to listen to them. It's going to be good. He's that a great good. Uh, He's great at extracting information and uh, yeah. he's got a talent like I, I hope that it doesn't get censored the way the five kind of is on YouTube. I pretty much watch the five on via YouTube, but it seems like uh, the show gets pirated by different people all the time and it gets uh, gets uh, either censored or you could say that maybe Fox doesn't want it distributed without off their channel. You know, that could be. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> oh, I, I, that, I could see that. I hope that Trey Gowdy's show is uh, on YouTube because I'd like to catch it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm i sure you would. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I didn't know. Do you know what the time slot is he's in? Yes, I do. I can't believe I remember this. Sundays at seven o'clock. And he oh, said, oh, OK. He said, I think this is a perfect way to wind up the week and nice. uh, yeah, put it all together. Yeah, I think it's a great time slot, really. I think so too. There's a, uh, and Mark Levin, I, I like Mark Levin comes on on Sunday night too. And it's always good. So if we, you add Trey Gowdy to that. And mm, uh, mm. I think conservatives are going to be happy on Sunday night. Yeah. That does sound like it. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I, I you no, know, that's it. Take a quick look at my notes. Cause I had a bunch of stuff and uh, I was very interested about that uh, nuclear fusion reactor in China. Boy, that, that was some crazy news right there. And, and, yeah. and every day I hear something more uh, horrifying about, uh, about China. Yes. Hey, let me, can I just read this yeah. one thing? Um, they're talking about 
this guy's talking about how China has still not been able to find the, uh, the ground zero bat that that gave us the thing. And he's this saying like this, OJ uh, looking for the killer out on the uh, golf yeah, course. That's a, that's exactly that's a good analogy. He says this: China just landed and deployed a rover on Mars. They're the first country to land a probe on the far side of the moon. They're building their own space station, their own separate satellite navigation system. They're building secret nuclear reactors that generate more weapons-grade plutonium. They just broke the record for manned exploration of the Mariana Trench at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. And they claim they've developed a new way to build the most advanced quantum computers on Earth. At this same... And the same government, with all its awesome resources, unsurpassed manpower, and unlimited authoritarian powers, can't find a single infected bat or other small mammal. Uh, interesting. Hey, uh, interesting one thing. Way to put did it. you know that the first SARS back in 2003 uh, actually had escaped from the Wuhan lab, and that's how SARS first came to be? Uh, What's your source that- material on that? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I can get that to you. But uh, that's actually something that uh, has been known for quite some time that's not been in the news. And does that surprise you that it was not in the news? Because after hearing everything I've heard, especially over the last week, it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, it's just all the experts that I listen to on podcasts and stuff. I would think that they would know that. You know, that's the funny thing, right? Is that we've been hearing experts for a long time and the stuff that's coming out today, you would have thought that the experts would have known that. Well, um, I'm just not, I'm just not so thing. sure about that. That's why I asked about the source on it, because if, if these yeah. other experts don't know it, then I'm, I'm just not going to. I don't think I've ever heard any story of how the first one got out. Have you? Are you talking about SARS or talking about yeah, SARS? SARS one. Yeah, I don't know. SARS. I don't know anything. Two thousand and three is when it actually hit, and uh, what they're saying is it it escaped the Wuhan lab, and that that's a known story. I don't know. Uh, I didn't actually capture the source on that one, but uh, that is what I've heard in the news. And uh, I don't know if I could pull something up on that real quick while we're still on here. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's well, I'll save that for next week and we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll look at that. But I think that's some pretty interesting information that uh, I feel like we're just not being told a lot of information. But... I agree with you. But the more information we talk about, the more terrified I get of China. Yeah, I think it's a worthy thing to be uh, very, very concerned about. When Um, I look at how they incentivize, very serious about that. They incentivize their people with a degree of capitalism and now are rocketing ahead at warp speed and we're dumbing down our people uh, substantially. That's terrifying. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that that last list of things that they're doing, it's just mm-hmm. like, holy cow. And I, I read that this morning, and then you showed me their uh, that the, reactor, the sun that they built. Yeah, uh, it's sustainable, cow. renewable energy, clean energy. Yeah, it it's... sounds real good until um, they use it as a weapon. <laughs> until um, it blows just... up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Course, One or the other. Blow themselves off the map. That, maybe that would be... A good thing. 
Uh, think about all what those innocent people say? there. It's, 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 these yeah, people sure. are being uh, they're being enslaved by their own they by are. their own government. This is really what's happened here. Uh, those are it's the people like two I would billion. like to disappear. Yeah, two billion people yeah, or they, so. They've got a quarter of the world's population in their country. That's that's mm-hmm. a pretty significant thing right there. But it's, those people are enslaved. And the other developing nations that you talked about, they're enslaving those nations as well. That's what they that's do. True. Um, it's true. And, they want to uh, take they're over trying the to world. do it to us. They're doing it. They're doing they're, it right now to us. And that, the woman that was in the uh, that interview that you talked about, she's telling the truth, boy. Mm-hmm. She's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I liked about it is, like I said, she comes yeah, in like a, stuff, a blank slate. So, yeah, I'm going to leave that in the show notes. Uh, it, that's uh, one hell of a podcast that everybody. Yeah. If you have yeah. an opportunity, Thanks. check it out. Thanks for bringing it to our attention, sure. Barry. That was that's important stuff stuff and not enough people understand what we're up against here when it comes to communist nations so i really appreciate you the horrors that are going on in our educational system with the it's terrible wokeism and postmodern mentality and and even the word woke is such an oxymoron Mm. right i mean no you're really asleep no it's very true and she uh yen me always referred to it in the podcast as the pc culture and yeah. uh, and that's fine. That's a mild way to put it, because I, I frankly, I can't stand that term woke. But woke to me does represent the more far, 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 far left aspect of the PC culture. Yeah. yeah. It's one thing to try to be polite. I don't like people. the politically correct culture. I think people I, I, it's I agree with what you're saying, because it seems like woke takes it to a much different yeah. degree. But the PC culture actually controls our language and our ability to communicate i mean that yeah that, that's that's really what but <laughs> to me crazy. here's to me the pc culture made comedians great because they'd be anti-politically correct it'd be super hilarious because they'd say the things that we all wanted to say the woke culture scares the comedians well it's the woke culture that caused the whole thing for us to not actually look into china releasing or accidentally releasing the wuhan virus it's it's that kind of thing that skews our mentality so that we can't even entertain the truth anymore and that is a scary weapon and we need to be very very alert to that uh to that tactic hopefully more and more people are waking up. i hope so too barry Well, let's wrap it up here. And uh, boy, I hope you have yourself a great weekend, Barry. And uh, this has been a great show, man. It really has been a lot of fun. All right.